This week, I aim for something new and interesting. And I don't intentacle to let him down. Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week, I wanted to give you a unique experience, a truly unique experience. One that combines a, a coming-of-age story, so to speak, with action and comedy, with all this wrapped into tentacles that aren't involved in hentai. So this week, we are discussing the crazy world of high school again, but with guns! The shonen action comedy, Ansatsu Kyoshitsu, or in English, Assassination Classroom. Mm. Garrett, what are new fans looking forward to this week? Uh, if you have a teacher with eight appendages, that means two times as much fun and hijinks as in any other classroom. Right. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, it is a wild ride, so to speak. And I wanted you to really experience the first time. In fact, I remember when we were, you just started the show, you texted me instantly. It was like, Kyle, this is a weird show. But much like any weird ride, it, it, it ends up in these really cool peaks and valleys. And so I think this is ripe for discussion this week. Sure. Um, once again, as I mentioned, this week we are discussing the show uh, Assassination Classroom. Uh, it came out in 2012, the manga did, um, and it ended in 2016. So this is a completed anime manga, both of our, which are done. Um, and the anime ran from 2015 to 2016. Gary, you may notice that the author of this title also belongs to one of my personal favorites, and one that I know that you didn't particularly have a shine to. Uh, he's the same author that did um, Neuro, or... Uh, Majutante uh, Nogami Nero, so... Well, at least the animation here is 8 billion times better than... <laughs> right, a right. You th he, he definitely got, like, the hang of it, and this was his more, uh, you know, the, the, the artist here really had a better shot at, at getting it done better this time around. So, um, so Garrett, I know that, you, as I said, you, your first initial thoughts when I saw you watching it was that this thing's weird, it's got a lot of, you know, it's got an octopus, it's got students, it's once again, we're in high school... Has your thoughts changed since that initial text? No. <laughs> so what are some other experiences, if you can elaborate, what, what, what else you felt about this show? We can never escape high school. <laughs> never. It's, We're back in high school. It is the, the torturous world in which we will continue to exist, <laughs> except this one feels like it's set in some POW camp. In, in in Japan. Uh, folks, this one's a weird one. Mm -hmm. Our protagonist, who does not have a name, I don't even know if he's the protagonist, the lead, the central figure, um, he's given a name in episode one or two, but mm -hmm. he arrives with no name, uh, and he goes by Koro-sensei. Kyle's mm -hmm. going to tell you a little bit more about that name, I hope, uh, mm -hmm. and why it means what it means. But he is a octopi-like creature. It stands about three meters tall. Is that the plural, by the way, of octopus, octopi? I'm, I'm sure it is. But... Uh, sure. <laughs> that's what I get called out on this episode, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know my taxonomy, then at the very least, I'll, my right. nudeness will be fresh. <laughs> so, um, he arrives on Earth, but only after he has destroyed 75% of the moon. Right, so we are now in a perfect crescent all the, time. all the time. Yeah. Yep. And he arrives on Earth, 
And like most intergalactic terrorists do, he says that he's going to blow up Earth. Mm-hmm. But first, he wants to teach at a random high school for a year. Right, right. And so they introduce him to class 3E at this very prestigious school. So once again, uh, this is like, I, once again, bringing up the idea that, like, there are high schools out there that, like, are the cream of the crop, the best of the best. Once again, we're in that style of high school. Because, I mean, I guess there are no such thing as, like, average high schools in, in Japan. But Right. It's the, uh, uh, hold on. Kunu, uh, Kunu Gigeoka? Yeah, that's fine. It's Kunu cool. Gigeoka. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it has everything to do with acorns. So that's why the mascot is like this little acorn. So when Kuno Don comes out and he's like, hi, kids, we'll, we'll, we'll give that a little space, right, right. but that's the why it's called that. Yeah. So, uh, this group of students, this class 3E, uh, in their little POW camp of a high school, right, are sequestered in the woods. We will get to that as well. And, Essentially, they are the bottom five percent of the school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the they're school, the losers. the The school is very prestigious and mm-hmm. fancy and amazing, but by keeping this five percent down, it allows the rest of the students to strive to not be them. Right. So, it uses discrimination as a motivation for right. high high you know right. honors. At, at one point, the principal gives the worker ant theory that twenty percent of ants work hard, 20% are lazy, 60% are average. And he somehow uses that logic to say that his goal is 95% hard workers, 5% lazy. I and, don't. And that, that is just, you know, eugenics 101. So shame yeah. on this principal. Yeah. So. <laughs> this principal who's like 25 years old. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's timeless. It's as if he's like Lenin just sitting in his like class case, has not yeah. aged since, you know, whatever. So we don't really understand why this creature has decided to, at least not yet, not through the first six episodes, Mm -hmm. which is how far uh, your two hosts got this week. Mm -hmm. Um, And when he is introduced to the classroom as the teacher who's going to be teaching these children uh, for the next year, they are told by the government official who drops him off that it is their obligation to assassinate him. Mm -hmm. So you're you're trying to kill your teacher by the end of the year. So all of the students are equipped with knives that would not hurt another human. Yeah, they're like rubbery. Rubber yeah. or material, but they will hurt him. Uh, they're all given weapons, whether it be handguns or long rifles, mm-hmm. uh, with these pellets. They're kind of like paintballs, mm-hmm. but they will um, destroy him. You see at one point he shoots his own tentacle off, and it regenerates just to mm-hmm. show that it can hurt him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically you've got a classroom filled with murderous children. Who are now all the bottom five of the class. And now right. they're, they're and extra motivated. A teacher who somehow seems like they want to be like the Michelle Pfeiffer character from Dangerous Minds. Like, I'm going to teach, teach you uh, Mozart through hip hop, you know? Like, yeah. gonna, I'm going to teach you Shakespeare through ballroom dance. It's like that kind of style. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. every ABC special that you've ever seen. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So that sort of lays the groundwork for right. uh, where we head on this journey. Right. And I don't want people to assume that when I, we say octopus, it looks like, a, you know, an average octopus that we know. We're talking like really? giant it's bulbous head. With the smiley face head. Yes. The <laughs> Imagine the Have a Nice Day logo, right? Like, oh, mankind's... animation. <laughs> yeah. like, this guy was, like, 
I'm going to like, I'm going to put all the effort into the guns on this show and not so much into our main bad guy. So he's got like this big, have a nice day head that constant, that like doesn't really change from this huge grin, but will change essentially its colors and put like X's and O's on it. And yeah, so this, as you were mentioned, you wanted to know why it was called uh, Koro Sensei. So Koroshi means to kill. Mm-hmm. nai, which is where they got the idea for it, means to not kill or unkillable. So what they're joking around is they take the kind of letters of nai or unkillable, mm-hmm. and they kind of add a letter or two to give yeah. it Koro Sensei, which means yeah. his name, basically. And, and for those out there who are wondering why is he unkillable, well... Mm-hmm. Like most intergalactic terrorists, like I want to do, he he comes with a unique skill set. Right, uh, primary one being that he's insanely fast. Yes, he goes at Mach twenty, and if you read the manga like I did, they just to help the kids understand how fast that is. Mm-hmm. They're like, Mach twenty is like four times faster than your average F sixteen Tomcat, or like. If, if Koro Sensei left from Japan to Vietnam, it would only take him 20 minutes. Like, it gives you, like... Yes, because at one point, he go, some someone asked him to go get him Vietnamese coffee, and he's like, right away, pew! And he's just able to do it. So every time they try to shoot him, he's able to do it. So it's not like he's as so much a malicious intent person. Like, it's not like he's super, like, ready to punch kids out if they ever try to kill him. In fact, he's, like, welcomed them to try... Yeah. It's just he's so fast that there's no way you can catch up to him. And, and in the process of trying, fail, yeah. he tells them how he knew that they were going to fail, and you should improve and be better next time. Right, and it's like he, he says he punishes by care. So, like, when they try to shoot him with, like, in the first episode, you'll see yeah. that he, like, they try to shoot him with, like, a rocket, and he, like, grabs the rocket, and he's like, I'll get this for you later, and then starts waxing the plane with him. Like, yes. he's very much a caregiver <laughs> on top of being a terrorist. And, like, the students are like, what's with all the grooming? <laughs> yeah, he's very obsessed with certain things, and that's why, like, it's really funny to get to know the character through Nagisa, one of the main students, um, kind of, like, ways Is to kill Nagisa? the guy. Representing as a male or a female? Nagisa's a male, but he's kind of androgynous, and it's a joke that he kind of looks girly. In fact, because he's got blue pigtails. Yeah, but he is a male through and through. There's no, okay. he's not, um, you know, presenting in different ways. It's just he's a male who happens to have pigtails, and he's kind of small. So that's okay. like the idea. But I love this title. I know it's weird for you, Garrett. I it's watch- all weird. It's, it's all weird. It is, and. I think that weirdness and the uniqueness is the concept that made me really like this show. I love this show for several reasons. One is because, much like Lost, there's always new questions being asked while you're watching it, right? This thing that blew up the moon is going to blow up the Earth. Why does it want to teach, right? That's the first question. The second question of, why is it that the government is allowing these kids to be part of this. What, why did the school let him do it? What is, you know, what is his motivation? Why is he really doing this? Like, it, he says he was also that he was born on Earth. So it doesn't say that he's an alien. It says, he says, I'm always born on Earth. And like, he was doing all that stuff. So he's, he's like annoying. He's like every, he's like, he's the thing that makes you want to kill it. He like, honestly, is so annoying that he wants you to kill it. And he's okay with it. And you wonder why that is. So, it, it you you're it's constantly asking questions that it's that like you're really excited to learn the answers to and none of the answers that you do learn along the way let you down. So right. that's the first thing I really like. Unlike Lost. Unlike Lost, which the look answer, at the answers you'd be like, really? 
They constantly let you down. Yeah, it's like, Smoke Monster is a what now? <laughs> Wait, what? There's a river? And <laughs> that's really important to this show? Spoiler, not that any of that makes sense to anybody, but it's the case with Lost. And the second thing I really like about it is it bridges multiple, multiple genres at the same time. Like, it's not really an action show, like a normal... Mm-hmm. So this is in the shonen category. As I said, Shonen is your yeah, and Shonen voice. Jump or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like Shonen Jump. It's the the main. It was in Shonen Jump the the magazine, and it's meant for young boys. But like, it's not really an action show. It's got action elements, but it's not really an action show. Right. It's kind of a comedy, but there's some really tender moments as well that go through it. It's also a slice of life. Like most of the stuff that happens is involves just being a student and stuff like that, and taking tests and having friends and stuff like that, and being this is very much like. Only is it only the strong? Yeah, with Mark Deca- Mark Decascus, and he he goes to like the tough Miami high school and takes a bunch of losers and makes them realize that they have self worth. Right, right. It's the, it's but like even more so than that, right? Because those teachers are like, you know, they don't get that, you know being white's a problem in these black schools and like, but they're just like, yeah, I get it. I get hip hop. I understand you youngins. Like this is not that there. So I, I feel like it's not misguided in that regard. Um, and it's also surprisingly wholesome. And, and that's like really important to yes, me now. As I get service there. was mild to say the least. And it was in service to something bigger than the idea of just like kind of keeping young boys. Attention. If that's what helps you sleep at night. <laughs> And then another thing is, I, I like this author. This author does really good stuff. I love, as I told you, I love you say uh, Nero. Was that? You say Matsui? Yep, yep, yep. He's uh, he's the guy that uh, wrote Majitante no Gami Nero. And he has this very specific way of drawing, like, emotions and it being, and, like, how things are very, he can exaggerate emotions. And, like, when suffering happens, it's not, like, subdued. It's very, like, the mouths are wide open and, like, snakes are, like, going behind it. It's, like, very representative and cool. There was something that he did every time someone is like shocked or blown away, and mm-hmm. it felt like it was a very classic anime trope. Even though I don't know if it is, where their eyes go pure white, yeah, and it puts like lines on their face. Yeah, yep. he's got a very specific drawing style that I'm that I that I glom to because it's not it's not too cartoony, but like when it does get like exaggerating, it serves a purpose as well. So I really like that as well. So let's talk about the first two or three episodes. What did you find out about it? Um, on top of the school, like, what are some of the main characters that we're exposed to? Um, you know, what's the deal with 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 Koro Sensei? What's his deal? You know, yeah. like, all right. So, what's his uh, teaching style? <laughs> so, Koro Sensei uh, is a unique character. So he is the teacher. He is the octopi or the octopod, the octopus. And he um, loves to pun on that too. So, like the noodoo noodoo laugh that he does, um, noodoo noodoo me is one of the, another one of those onomatopoeias that means to be like slithery. So he like laughs like an octopus. He makes octopus yeah. puns. He loves being an octopus that badly. So, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so despite being seemingly an all powerful being that can destroy seventy five percent of the moon, correct. He loves Japanese snack foods. Yes. But he abides by the rules of currency. So he's always broke and waiting for payday. And he's just like really bummed out like that he can't get his snacks and like he'll do things for the... Like, let's not be clear. He he may be an all-powerful being, but he has 
quips and 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 scruples. And well, Nagi says like learning them over and over again. Like the point of right. the show is that Nagi's like learning his weaknesses, mm-hmm. and you learn that he's like got like as you said, he's always broke. Yeah, he is very petty. So like, you he's know, very prideful. As he's well. very prideful. Um, he's terrible at certain things. Like, even though he's like a really fast super creature, he can't do like, like certain puzzles and stuff like that. They like, they really fluster yeah. him. He's also, one of his weaknesses is boobs. If he sees boobs, he gets all flustered for an octopus and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, at one point in like episode six, he's envisioning being celebrated for like teaching yeah. really well. And I wrote it down, uh, because it had, a it had a shot of these girls praising him and it said, Local big-chested college students who heard how great he is. <laughs> so he's like a petty, like vindictive, but also like as a teacher, he cares. He cares, and he's actually like competent. Really, weirdly enough, like yeah. as you learn, he uses his speed not to just like hone their skills to kill him, but also to like make homework that's specific to the kids. And like, he actually takes everyone gets their own individualized homework that will not only help them, but it's written in a way that best, uh, that best uses their skill set and their talents, which is really what you would want from an educational experience. I recognize that standardized education doesn't really allow for that. And the teacher's resources are stretched super thin. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but I I mean, let's be real. Like, even if we get, even if we doubled school district budgets, kids are not getting individual lesson plans. It might be tough. Yeah, it might be tough. You know, so, so. but, but he's able to do it at Mach 20. So that's an always important thing to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we learned about uh, the other students there. We learned about Nagisa. Nagisa, as we mentioned before, is sort of the androgynous blue hair and very meek but carries around this notebook and as kyle stated uh is obsessed with um writing down all the weaknesses because while other students will try and surprise him and stab him and do all this other stuff um and it's really sort of born from this idea he and this other character try to kill koro sensei mm-hmm. and it was it's this other student's idea to believe that Koro-sensei can hear these guns, can anticipate these knives. Yeah. Um, but he manages to embed these poison balls into a baseball. Mm-hmm. And he throws the baseball at Koro-sensei. And Koro-sensei is quick enough that he hops over to the sports shed, grabs a baseball mitt, hops back, and catches it before it gets to him. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll step... To that in a moment but right. nagisa says well if someone comes up with that great of an idea and and can't beat him then what's what's in it for me like how am i going to do it so th- he decides to start writing down all the weaknesses hoping that it might help him or the classroom someday now back to that student who threw mm-hmm. the baseball koro sensei is like you know I don't think you're throwing to your full potential. So he uses his Mach 20 speed that night to fly to New York to watch the Japanese baseball pitcher for the Yankees. It doesn't say the Yankees, but that's what's implied. Anytime any other country talks about United States baseball, it's usually the Yankees. (laughs) When he flies back, he gets that student and says, you will never throw like him mm-hmm. and the student's like oh no like why are you being so mean he's like you were kicked off the baseball team because you are not meeting your potential and you never will mm-hmm. if you keep trying to emulate this guy and he's like but 
I by by harassing this pit by doing this like hentai style like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna also like bring up how tentacles are played for most hentai right. and how this always right. like it's like so a weird like he absolutely harasses that professional pitcher and finds out what makes him so yeah, good because so, I harassed him too and you see the pitcher's like and he's like tied up and, and stuff like that so he goes back to the student and he he teaches him new mechanics for throwing. He's like, you're more limber in your elbow and your forearm, so you should be more of a curveball pitcher or a slider pitcher, not yeah. the like 100-something mile an hour yeah, pitcher yeah, yeah. That, that this guy tends to be. And you're right. And he also... So this kind of gives us the, like, is that a lot of times these shows, when it's not doing an overarching arc, is focusing on how he paid attention to a specific kid. Mm -hmm. So the first episode, we meet the bullies, who, you know, obviously is in this class because they're dumb. As you said, the pit, the baseball pitchers in in the E class because he was bummed out that he couldn't that people were just killing his fastball, so he just <laughs> wasn't studying as hard. And so, it shows you how he kind of takes on these students and takes on their problems and right. then works with them. Like what you said with Nagisa, like Nagisa, what he has to his potential is that he is very unassuming, right? Mm -hmm. And he easily walks up to Koro Sensei and like jumps and gives him a big hug. And Koro Sensei wasn't expecting that. Oh, and he had what a meat on his chest. Yeah. yeah. And he blew it up, knowing full well that it was going to take out Koro right. Sensei. And so he has that to his ability. So he might actually be a superior assassin compared to everybody else. Right. But also, Koro Sensei's really, he, while he's petty that people will try to kill him, he's also unhappy when someone hurts another student to make a point right. or to make a, an assassination happen. He goes, We're not going to do that like this. So he zips to every person's house within seconds comes back with the nameplates of their houses and he goes, well, I can't hurt you because the government told me I can't do that. I can hurt your friends. I can hurt your mother and your father and I can do that. So I don't want to see you guys hurting each other for the sake of getting to me. That is a no-no. And he gets like, his face gets all red and distorted and stuff like that. So it's cool to see that like Koro Sensei has those kind of standards. And another thing to bring up to people for this show mm -hmm. is that if they do this, if they kill this creature, the, the total amount they get is what, 20 billion yen? 10 billion yen. 10 billion. So that's what? Uh, One trillion dollars? <laughs> oh, is no. that it? Wait, no. No, you have to do, no, no. You have to do the backwards. It's a hundred million dollars. Okay. So think about that. That's wild. These, these like, and there's some other thinking like, mm -hmm. oh, I could just do this and not be actually pay attention to my studies. And that's like a no, no to Koro Sensei as well. So, yeah. So as you see the, throughout the course of the show, on top of the weird hentai tentacle stuff that we're assuming, right. Which is another thing. So we'll take a pause to appreciate okay. what tentacles mean to hentai. So those people out there, they're like, why are tentacles always in, in anime, you might be wondering. Well, weirdly enough, Japanese pornography specifically has a real issue with actually showing penises, actually showing genitalia. Mm -hmm. It's a joke that it's heavily pixelated. So a lot of times what they do to get around that is the idea of tentacles doing it. And so it has become a weird trope in, in anime and hentai for like people to get wrapped around in, in these and get like to weird bondage stuff and using the the new so essentially it's it's just like <laughs> well and going back to food wars our episode right. on food wars which mm -hmm. everyone out there loves so much yeah uh, he, he's always trying to serve this funky peanut butter octopus that violates the. <laughs> Which is just another opportunity to show that that tentacle laden hentai, my friend. Let me tell yeah. you. So, so yeah, it's so it's it's really wholesome. We get to like one or two episodes. 
He's trying to fix students. So we talked about the baseball player. We talked about the bully. We mm-hmm. also meet another character whose name is Karma. So I don't know if you want to talk about him a little bit. So Karma is like, he's a little badass. He's a badass. You know, he's kind of like uh, in, um, what was the character's name? He's kind of like in uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah. Kelly shows up riding the dirt bike. Right. You know, yeah. like he's a, he's the cool kid. Uh, and he also fancies himself um, a clever kid. So, for example, he wants to make sure this all works. He takes one of those knives mm-hmm. and he got, cuts it up somehow. It's made out of rubber. It's really like a really yeah. clumsy and material. And he implants them into his hand or just tapes them there, whatever. And he shakes the hand of Koro-sensei when he first meets him, mm-hmm. and his hand explodes. And right there. And he also likes to mentally manipulate people. So mm-hmm. we, we talked about how Koro-sensei loves his snacks mm-hmm. and how he flies to Vietnam for coffee for people. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, he shows up in class and he looks in the back, and Karma is eating gelato, and he's like, where did you get that gelato? <laughs> And he's like, oh, it was just in the freezer in the staff room. He's like, that's my gelato. I flew, I flew to Italy up, last night. I flew it above the stratosphere to keep it cold for my snack. No, I can't afford more. <laughs> right, right. And then he's like, I'll just eat what you haven't eaten. And then karma drops it on the ground. Right, right. He's, he's a bully to people and, and teachers alike. He's, but he's also really smart. That's another thing is that right. he easily could be in the – a class or B class, mm-hmm. but he can't help himself but to be kind of a D bag because he seems he feels like he's above things. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so he learns. So, so Coral Sensei gets back at him. How does Coral Sensei get back at him? Oh wow! Uh, how does Coral Sensei get back at him? He you know he does it by caring back. So instead of giving karma, you know, harm or pain back he's going to care for him a little bit more. So he'll do things like when he's at home ec and like, he's trying to like spill soup so we can get a, a knife shot in. He'll, yeah. of course, that's it. will catch all the soup in a bowl, add a little sugar and make it a little better. And then change his eight ap- karma's apron. So he looks girly and stuff like that. I didn't see that. I watched or, that episode. I didn't see that. Or he paints karma's nails. He's yeah, like, I if you're going to stab me, too. let me just make sure your nails look good and stuff like that. So he's just trying to show him that, you know, you can't beat me. I'm too fast for you. You know, I'm too quick. I'm too quick and stuff like that. So he does that. He's <laughs> like, you can't see me. And so Karma's like, all right, well, if I got to have to uh, go to the end of my ropes, and maybe you can tell us a little bit what Karma does as like a last resort measure to get to Koro Sensei, to get into a position where he has to like get to him so he can kill him. Do you remember that part too? I do not because I focus so much on episode four, which was a favorite of ours. Okay. So we'll talk about four, but what happened was was that he karma then jumps off the, the cliff. Oh yes, yes. Okay, my apologies. No, no, it's all good. He, he, he swan dives that. Yeah, he's just like bye, and he's like sitting there with a with a gun, like come at me, bitch. Yeah, and so Koro Sensei has to dive off this cliff mm-hmm. and turn himself into a spider web of tentacles of tentacles Nudie. to catch karma and again he's upset because mm-hmm. him trying to kill koro sensei should not impose harm upon himself right yeah so he wants to be that was a baller move though i mean right because if you think about it he goes well i i can't beat you as a creature but i can beat you as a teacher because he's good at that he's like i don't like how 
you know, you think that you're better than me. So he said, cause you can't get harm onto me. You're going to have to save me. But by coming to me, mm -hmm. I'm going to have, I'm going to get close enough to kill you. But you know, yeah, Koro sensei is better than that. And mm -hmm. so you learn that karma had a teacher that he really liked that supported him, but karma. And he said, if you, no matter, as long as you're in the right, I'm going to be on your side. So he's like, I got a teacher that's behind me. Right. And so he beats up a kid who was bullying people. And he was like, right. he's actually doing something right. And he's like, I was in the right, so I'm okay in this. And his teacher goes, that's one of the top students out there. You can't, you beat him up. So now what happens if he can't take a test? So, you know, and so karma was, has been, has been let down by his teachers and stuff like that. So it's a way of like showing that he's restored his faith in what a good educator is and what it means for someone to actually believe in him and, and right. want it. So he's, he's kind of gotten to uh, like him. So, all that aside, Garrett, we've gotten to one, two, three. We learned about some great students. We're introduced next to a new teacher. Yes. Yes. Uh, her name is Irina Yelovic, if I'm saying mm -hmm. that Slavic name correctly. Uh, but, Garrett, tell us a little about her. Yeah. So, so Koro-sensei is finishing up his shopping at the supermarket, uh, no doubt spending every last penny that right. Day has provided. For him. No money whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> buying the uh, Japanese equivalent of ho-hos. <laughs> and, and he comes outside the store and he sees uh, what is described as a blonde foreigner mm. being hassled by a group of bullies. And so he steps in, acts the valiant dude, save this woman and she's like oh by the way do you know where this high school is turns out she's looking for the same high school that he mm -hmm, teaches that mm -hmm. uh she is very blonde uh very busty and she is apparently digging Koro sensei something fierce she loves uh, it she's like oh, you know being dear. saved in tense situations is sometimes which by the way when she meets him he puts on a half-assed human thing, so his tentacles have like these gloves on them. So his hands are just like, and he's like, he's got a it, nose, but like, like, like a half-assed, like Michael Jackson-looking nose. No, it head. is, it is like the equivalent of a kid sitting on top of his buddy's shoulders in a trench coat and a hat, or like you know those scarecrows they make at pumpkin patches to like. <laughs> where they put the pumpkin yeah. on the stick and it just looks so half-assed. It's like, yeah, so, you know, no one was fooling anybody on who he was all about. So, so Arena-sensei, this teacher, as we learned that she right. is. Right, and of course, Koro-sensei is in love because what's one of his biggest weaknesses? Reason number five, boobs. <laughs> and it was very Please. explicitly said. <laughs> Some opai, get there, Garrett. Opai! Yep. And she's the one who gets him to get her some Vietnamese coffee. Yep, yep, she's... But while he shoots up into the stratosphere to go over to Vietnam, which, by the way, I love Vietnamese coffee very much. The secret, they use condensed milk, mm -hmm. so everything is more rich and viscous mm -hmm. and uh, just altogether delicious and caloric. But anyway, while Corona Sensei shoots into the sky, uh, she's supposed to be teaching her class. And by the way, just to give you a little pause, is to say she is, because she's a foreigner, She's there to teach English to this to this class. Right. So she's the foreign language teacher. Mm -hmm. So the students are like, hey, it's time for class, right? And she's like, ah, I use it as a study hall. They're like, no, like you're here to teach us. Why don't you teach us? Turns out she's not a teacher. No. Turns out she is an international assassin who mm -hmm. could speak a remarkably large amount of languages mm -hmm. and dialects. She's a and she uses this to ingratiate herself to her targets. 
and ultimately kill them. She's a honeypot. She's a honeypot assassin. She's good at the schmooze and kill. Mm -hmm. So Uh, much like every Bond has a honeypot, except they inevitably die after having sex with him. Right, correct. Either by gold paint or who knows what. Getting elaborate, in elaborate ways. (laughs) So, um, so the class is like, oh Jesus, like she's she's gonna kill him. Um, or she's going to attempt to kill him. Mm-hmm. She's very arrogant. Right. She is full of herself and believes she has this plan. Uh, she brings three thugs onto the property. Which were originally, by the way, the bullies. So she staged that encounter that he first had at the right. store. Right. So and these now, guys are working for her. There's another character involved here that we've been introduced to already, but we didn't discuss. And that's He's the Kata- government liaison. His name's Karasuma. Karasuma. Yep. Yeah. So Karasuma um, definitely looks like he's powering up with his haircut. Yes. He has shown in protagonist hair like nobody's business. Right. right. <laughs> and he's sort of been in place to make sure everything goes to plan because, again, right. the government is not going to kill Koro-sensei mm-hmm. and these students. Uh, he is their gym teacher even though mm-hmm. he wears a suit every single day. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he teaches them this tennis-like game mm-hmm. where they hit knives with right, yeah. at each other. To Just get their, their knife their... dexterity, yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, she is very confident that she's going to kill him, and she shares as much with her students and with Kurosuma but I think they all know that it's uh, not going to be that easy. No, no, they, they, they definitely do not. In fact, she tries to set up another honeypot for him. She's like, she's like, kind of sensei, I want to meet you at the shed. Ooh. She tries to get him all like into a shed and then she's, right. she's going to get herself nice and naked. But what she doesn't know is that they have, and you're, you, you probably fancy yourself to know more guns than I do. Apparently she has like every M number in the wow. world at this thing in the shed with the three assassins. So we're talking M235s. And- well, if there's another common theme among people with arrogance yeah. uh, is that they often ignore information that's been put right in front of them. Mm-hmm. They believe it to not mean anything. Right. So if we take a half step back and we remember that Nagisa has been writing down all these weaknesses and we've mentioned mm-hmm. boobs and we've mentioned this he's also mentioning strengths right and and she um yelena or elena uh corners him and asks him to list some things and she's like these are just observations like what Mm. the hell's wrong with you right one of them says despite having (laughs) despite having ridiculously small nostrils, which I think at one point are described as diarrhea pills. <laughs> uh, he has an incredible sense of smell. Mm-hmm. So she brings him to the shed. She unclothes. She stands behind the uh, blackboard because she's going to remove all of her clothes. Mm-hmm. But she's actually shielded there and her three goons have been hiding take this arsenal and again it was real lead Mm -hmm. it was real weaponry Mm -hmm. they didn't use the special Mm -hmm. bullets that had been provided correct so they shoot like nuts well first of all koro sensei he saw it coming Mm -hmm. why did he see it coming he could smell the lead Mm -hmm. in the air 
that was not there in that room the day before. Mm -hmm. So again, her ignoring something that mm -hmm. was given to her, but thinking it inconsequential, right? Kind of right. arrogance, right? And but also, uh, all of the lead, which does not hurt him, collects mm -hmm. and melts inside of him. Mm -hmm. So uh, attempt one fail. Right. Another thing that is really important to bring up is, and I thought was really funny, was when she was trying to get the information out of Nagisa, he's like, why would I give you that? Like, you know, aren't mm -hmm. you an assassin? Don't you know it? And she goes, oh, I'll make you do it. And so she smooches him. And apparently her tongue action was so something fierce that you see like five hit, 10 hit, 20 hit. Like she's <laughs> doing like combos on him. And so she's like, it's like, it's like combo, 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 combo. And Nagisa's like, oh! <laughs> I thought that was really funny too. So, Her Frenching is so intense. <laughs> so, so this first attempt to kill uh, Koro Sensei fails, and again, he has a two-step salute, or not a two-step process every time mm -hmm. someone attempts to kill him. The first is to tell them how he knew and what they did wrong. Right. And the second is to use his desire to groom people. Mm -hmm. as a form of punishment. So when this girl shows up, she's wearing like a lace bra, her breasts <laughs> are hanging out. So his punishment is he decides to dress her in a wholesome school gym outfit right. that like covers everything out. And he sewed it uh, on her. So this is like a fully sewn thing. Right. And he also gives her like a massage too. So oh, when yeah, you're he gives her a massage, he gives her a facial and then and then she goes, and that thing you did with the tentacles. And the kids go, what do they mean with the tentacles? <laughs> and he says, adults have needs, kids. Adults have different needs. <laughs> but like on the outside it's like, oh, what are you doing? And like the thing is shaking and right. she's just getting something fierce going on with it, you know, as tentacles are wont to do. <laughs> it was wild. But what's more wild is the kids in, in, in learning about her and learning her name, they, they had trouble saying Anina Yelovich. I think that is a very hard name to say even mm -hmm. for myself. So Gary, what, 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 what did they call her? And what, what was, what did they end up finding as her name for her? Oh, because they can't say Elenovich? Uh, yeah. That's pretty close to Miss Yela Bitch, Miss Bitch. Yes, she's Bitch Sensei. <laughs> I was like, oh no. And every time she hears it, she's like, what? Well, obviously, and it's funny because like you then get the uh, Japanese translation above it. It's like, Bitch, a shrewish or un unruly <laughs> woman also means someone who's very sexually promiscuous. I was like, oh God, no, don't teach Japanese people this. It's not good. And she's like, and she's like, now, okay, you dumb Japanese kids, that's because you can't do your Vs. It's bitch. So now I want you to put your teeth on your, on your lip and just hold that. And so all the kids are like, trying to get the V sound down. And they couldn't do it. So we have, so they just kept calling her bitch sensei. And by the way, Garrett, they don't stop calling her that oh. the whole oh. series. Like you're thinking that they were like, oh, they're going to be nicer to her because they like her, right? Nope. She's going to be the beloved bitch sensei the whole yeah. time. It's so bad. I was like, stop calling her that. And so, Garrett, we love, we love Bitch Sensei. She mm -hmm. is, um, you know, she's a great teacher. She's a, a great assassin. She's a, a polyglot. And, and to respect of her skills, Garrett, mm -hmm. she, I'm going to give you the same lesson that she gave her students to get them to learn important English for them. So, Garrett, 
I'm going to say exactly what Irina Sensei says in respect to Uncle Irina. I want you, Garrett, to repeat after me. Are you ready? Ready. All right. You are incredible women. <laughs> you are incredible women. Again. You are incredible in bed. Repeat. You are incredible women. That was the thing. I had to pause. I literally, she, what, she, what she, she saying? she's saying, you are incredible in bed. And she wanted to write, she wrote it perfectly in cursive. You are incredible in bed. And all of a sudden she goes, now say it. And it was this jumbled, Japanified mess. I literally paused and I came apart at the seams. I was like, what are you doing? I, I, it hurt how hard I was laughing because she was oh so God. sincere in her, her, her understanding. And they're like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, it means you're incredible at sex. And the kid's like, what are you teaching us? Well, well, she's told by Kurosawa. Uh, Karasuma. Not the person who makes mad films, but. <laughs> Karasuma tells her. You might think that you can just show up and do this, but if you're going to stay, you have to actually teach something. So right. in addition to being a assassin, she's a uh, cunning linguist. Right. She's a... Uh, 40 uh, combo cunning linguist. Right. So she's going to teach the students how the power of language and persuasion can, can mm. benefit them. And I suppose that's why she would say, You're incredible, man! It was as if you took her tongue out, Garrett. That's what it was, as if she was healing from a tongue injury. Maybe from doing, from straining herself on the 40 combo tongue lash. But that's the sound of the students saying it, not her, right? No, no, she sounded like that. It's like, so, Japan. <laughs> you're, you're, I know you're listening to me from the handful. That, I know that from looking at her stats, at least one Japanese person was listening to this. <gasps> try. <laughs> that's all I ask, is, is Try. If you're going to do something as difficult as you are incredible at, in bed, it's a lot of R's. I get it. Give it a shot. Give her a couple takes. Give your voice actress a little bit of an opportunity to prove that her character is exactly who she says oh, she is. I'm so sorry. I watched this episode, but this is getting better. You're saying that this is not like an inside joke. It's that the actual actress did not pull it off and they just kept it. They just kept it, and it scared. It sounded so bad, and I just, like, it was, like, a moment where I just hit the pause button. I just, like, had to, like, <laughs> compose myself because it sounded so bad. And <laughs> I can absolutely tell you the scene I'm rewatching tonight. <laughs> and do it. It's, like, it's at the end. It's perfect. Um, and she's a poly, you know, if you're telling me this woman is a polyglot, she speaks 12 languages, she is a, an amazing English teacher, and yet yeah. when she does, it sounds like she's gargling marbles. It, you it's not the right way. And, I'll, and I'm going to actually play it in the, in the thing, so I'll, I'll actually have it Perfect. when I'm saying it. So, um, so, yeah, so we get to learn about Bish Sensei, who ends up joining the crew. Um, and, and then we kind of get to the next two episodes, which doesn't offer too much in the story until, because it kind of cuts off before we get to... Like, Other than, yet again, in the fifth episode, they have to go to a school assembly. Right, yeah, and so that kind of so comes they have to depart their POW camp in the mountains. <laughs> and it's like a game board of tragedies down to the campus. Like there's and ladders. There's boulders. There's bridges out. <laughs> it's like the Temple of Doom, but like to get to an assembly. And they have to do it on their lunch break. And they have to do it before everybody else gets there. Yeah. And it's crazy because 
A, the, the, the A to D students are mad because A, there's this hot blonde and this cool looking dude with protagonist hair. Now are teaching them along with this weird dude right. with a weird Because nose. remember, any positivity associated with class E is strange. Like, right, right. You're supposed to be bad. But they didn't give him the actual document they're supposed to have to get better at like... The student newsletter? Yeah, the student newsletter, which was apparently important for like school studies and stuff like that. But so, have no fear because Koro Sensei shows up yet again in his poor, poor, poor. human uh, costume. Yeah. And he handwrites copies for all. And writes copies for everybody. And then on top of that, this sets up that Koro Sensei, even no matter how good he wants to be, actually now has an, uh, an antagonist in the form of the principal because the principal does not want E to have fun. He mm-hmm. doesn't want them to talk back to the A to D students. Um, he doesn't want them to succeed. He, it, it, because it, in it, his eugenics world, mm-hmm. like he needs them to stay down. What I don't understand, though, which kind of didn't make sense to me was like there will always be an e mm-hmm. you know like sure like if, if these students are all of a sudden like better and they see their self-worth and they rise up well then that just means there's a new class of e it doesn't mean that right. e is disappearing it's just right the bottom five percent goes down so i thought that was kind of a flaw mm-hmm. in logic for a dude who claims to be uh the principal uh gakuo gakuo um that i don't know but yeah mm-hmm. you're right he he cannot allow this sentence. Right. School. And he, so then the sixth episode, which you ended on, uh, ends with them taking an actual midterm test. And they get pretty far with, with Kuro Sensei because the way Kuro Sensei then teaches for their midterm exams is that he bounces between each kid at such a fast rate that he leaves after images. And yeah. each after image is for each kid. So like he actually has time to put on new headbands. And like, so he's like able to like, teach math for a little bit, then go to the next student and then teach history. And he does yeah. it so fast. And they're like, how are you? Like, isn't that too much, too much strain? And he goes, no, because I got another one over there resting. So there's one in after image sitting there drinking a beverage. He goes, how's that supposed to help? <laughs> so, so what was the inside joke with uh, the one student where he wears a Naruto headband? Right. And it was because every time he goes, he's got like a new headband yeah. or it's just a joke to say, like, everybody got, like, this is my history headband. This is my thing headband. For some reason, the bully got the Naruto headband. He goes, why is this a head Naruto headband? It's just kind of a, like, a way of kind of showing it off. But uh, Right, because, so he's been threatened by the principal mm-hmm. to that these kids cannot succeed. Right. And he's not having it. Right. Now, in the back of all of this, there's a few throwback images, and I don't know whose parent it is, but it appears at some point in a dark area, Koro-sensei is kneeling over a dying woman and he appears Mm -hmm. to promise her that he will take care of her son. I think it is Nagisa, but that's the only glimpse we get Mm -hmm. in the first six episodes as as to why he might be at the school. Right. And the principal then throws a monkey wrench at everything by changing up the test and the curriculum mm-hmm. halfway through. And, you know, they're like, why would you do that? Like, they didn't have any time prepared for it. You said nothing. Goes, oh, well, if you were in, on the main campus, you would know that I personally teach every single kid this, this material and stuff like that. So once again, it was trying to reinforce that, like, you are nothing. We want you to stay nothing. And this is like a little joke to me. So ultimately it sets up that Koro Sensei not just is this, like, being, but he also has, like, to raise his stakes as a, as a teacher. So I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll learn more as we go on. Uh, You'll learn more 
you'll probably get to meet more assassins. The government starts to throw more stuff at, at Kuro-sensei. The students start to grow a little bit more. And the one thing, and if I'm allowed to be wholesome, you know, because I know this a lot of times our shows about, you know, tentacle porn and, and you know, weird stuff. But I, I got I to gotta be a little wholesome for a second. This show, more than anything, I think means more to me as an adult than it did when I first read it in my 20s. Okay. Um, this show, unlike, you know, for shonen anime, it's not about being the king of the pirate or the Hokage or, you know, the best of the best of something. It's about leaving a legacy. It's about leaving... It's about what you teach kids and what you what you carry with them. And yes, what you teach kids in the year before you blow up their world, <laughs> before the world. I know it has it has its silly elements and it has its way of be, of getting there. But you learn more about a coral sense that you learn more about how these kids are growing because of this experience, and you learn the the what this means to be a teacher. And I think as someone who's thinking about being a parent one day, as someone who's thinking about having kids of his own, it really speaks to me about the idea of what the show is trying to explain and it's buried deep in there you got to get through a lot of weirdness to get there yeah but once you get to that nugget it, it really pays off so i know that like we're I'm probably going to ask you if you're going to keep watching i know we're going to get to the weeb and noob review but i want to make a plea to you people listening out there as well as to garrett watching this as a noob stick with this one it it has its its final episode was emotional to me. Like I actually like got really sad with this ending of the mm -hmm. show. And you're thinking there's no way that's possible. There's a dumb octopus alien that's trying to be killed by kids. There's no way this is wholesome, mm -hmm. but just thinking about legacy and how you treat others and, and, yeah, and but, like, but in the same, I, I, I recognize and understand what you're saying because in the same way that they've given it silly elements and a silly mm -hmm. character so that, right. for, so that they can provide for moments of levity. Mm -hmm. It is truly like so many dramas where you mm -hmm. see people try and save students who mm -hmm. are in a situation where the deck is stacked stacked against them, mm -hmm. you right. know, and uh, to believe in them a lot of times when they don't believe in themselves. Right. And it, it's a very rewarding show and it, and it really pays off. Like there's a lot of anime that I've watched that the ending just trails off and then I don't have to think about it again. This one stuck with me. It's not a lot, too. It's only two seasons. So mm -hmm. it's not a lot to get through. And once you do it, it has a really cool thing. So I don't want this to paint your opinion of it, Garrett. Once again, you're your own person. I want you to have your own thoughts on it. And I know you, you know that I like it. Would you keep watching is the first question. Yes. Okay, yes. good. I, I would absolutely keep watching. And the second question is, what are some mysteries you want to learn? What are some things you're hoping to find out that you hope pays off for you if you keep watching this show? I want a lot more karma. Right. Karma's cool, I, man. He's I, a fun I thought dude. karma was badass. Like, right. you know, uh, uh, I, I want to see the flustered miss bitch. Uh, cause she's, <laughs> cause now she's just like stabbing wildly at him. Right. She is flustered. Yes. <laughs> um, I understand that the series needs like an overarching villain, um, in the principal. I, I do think it's a little silly that it's the principal, not the government, because obviously... Well, the, the, you'll, you'll find that that is, is only service level, like that, that relationship. Like, you, once you get deeper into the story and who Kuro-sensei is, you'll... I want, I'm not, not to get a spoiler character, but you'll learn more okay. that makes it less surface level yep. and a little bit more sticky. Uh, I'm interested in learning about a few more of the students, because I can mm -hmm. see that 
Well, it's only two seasons, so I don't know how much they're going to do, but we've only, through six episodes, really been introduced to like a handful of students. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and really, if they wanted to draw it out, they could just keep giving you backstory mm -hmm. upon backstory. Like a harem. Just going to keep adding a new yeah. girl. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I got it. Uh, and again, I, I think like you say, the silly elements are there because maybe it's expected of it. Mm -hmm. But but the show has heart. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of heart, and I really appreciate it for that. Uh, I will say though, I know you haven't words haven't come out of your mouth yet. But when it comes to barriers to entry, mm -hmm. is if you were to do this show, but you just didn't make it a silly alien, and you, or I guess not an alien because he claims to be mm -hmm. born on Earth. Mm -hmm. That's something I want to know. Right, right. Was he born on Earth? Was he born in the South China Sea and like Godzilla? He's a kaiju. Octopus became, uh, you know, but he doesn't have an octopus head. He had Maybe it's like a One Punch head. Man where he ate too much octopus and now he's Octopus Man. <laughs> right. So I'm eager to find out where he comes from. Right. Certainly. Uh, and his relationship to, it might have been directly said, but I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being Nagisa's mom who mm -hmm. was dying. Why was a woman dying at his feet? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's going to know. Uh, so, yeah, all those questions uh, hopefully have answers that lay ahead. Um, and another thing, this all show also belongs into the rare category of shows that you wouldn't assume have a live-action show have a live-action show. So there is a live-action version of Assassination Classroom. Just letting what you know. does Koro-sensei look like? He looks like a CGI mess, Garrett, let me tell you, but he's oh, there. Oh, really? They went full octopus with it? Yes, and you know what's even crazier? No, another show that also has a live-action show? What? Parasite, the Maxim has one. Right, I'm like, you could have done any number of anime. The hand? Right, right, with the hand thing. So, Parasite has one, Kakigurui has one, this one has one. I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't we, recommend it, because I guess we get enough out of, out of intellectual property, they'll do whatever they can. I know, I guess so, but I would say, so, it just, I was just like blown away that like, you pick the ones with the most, it's like, picking the Marvel movie and picking the, the character obviously has the most CGI work to have to do with it. Like, I don't get it. Um, why make it hard on yourself? Right, why make it hard on yourself? You can, like, easily do, like, Fruits Basket and not have to spend any money on yeah. it. So um, so now we're going to get into our Weeb and Noob score. Once again, as, as I always mention to people, mm -hmm. please, if you haven't watched our show before, like mm -hmm. and subscribe, and, and also give us a rating. We want those. Um, but we, the Weeb and Noob score is not if it's good or bad or if you'd keep watching it. Um, that's all subjective. What we want to say is, how important is it to watch now versus later? Can you put it away? Is it hard to get into? Is it hard to watch all the way through? How easy is it to watch? That kind of stuff. And it's based on what new and older fans of the medium will think of. So my score, the Weeb score, um, I want to give this an 8.5 specifically. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to give it higher. I know that it's kitschy. I know as a 35-year-old man, it's a it's 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 weird to watch shonen but at the same time i like it and i like i like it for a different reason now than i did back when i read it in my in my 20s mm -hmm. um but i think it's definitely worth watching it's also very short so mm -hmm. if you want to like take your time with this read it but if you don't and you want to just like get through it and get to the central message and like just laugh and cry and love it it, it definitely watch the anime it's only two seasons you'll get through it really quickly and it's a really cool show so 8.5 for me garrett what is it for you Seven and a half. Okay. Uh, I think that animation is sharp. Mm. I think that storylines 
uh, are developing and they have purpose. Uh, I think there is a, a good balance in that you can make some of these scenarios very funny without falling into a lot of familiar tropes that I see, mm-hmm. or too many of them, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but at the same time, it is about assassination. Uh, <laughs> it should be an eight, mm-hmm. but it lost a half point because it's in high school. Right, Garrett. Garrett is just like me. Like I, I have a thing that gets turned off to random falling into into genitalia. Garrett's is high school. Sorry, we're gonna just keep. It's like eighty percent of all anime that exists. I understand that I am not the intended. Target. You're right. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. So for. I would say Garrett's also your score might be subject to change if you watch a little bit longer. I know when I was watching this, I go, it needs a little bit more. You need a little bit more. You need a little bit more bite at the at the apple to really understand this. So I think you're also your score might be subject to change just if you get a little bit more shot with it. Okay. But um, with that being said, you know, Garrett, I know you I think you hit a bullseye on this one. And I want to say it's always important for us to hear your thoughts. Was Assassination Classroom a little bit too silly for you? Was it something that you said to yourself, what am I watching? What is this weird thing? Or is it something that you honestly got to the center, central message, the wholesome you know, aspect of it that really hit your heart? Um, where do you fall on that spectrum? Because once again, we always want to hear what people say and we want to keep the conversation going. Um, once again, we want to also hear your thoughts on our show. Please uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and everything that you subscribe to. It also helps us get up on the list. We want more people to take a listen to us, so go for it. Um, but before we leave, Garrett, uh, what are some final thoughts on this show and, and, and all, all things in general? You know, a lot of the characters, and even Koro-sensei, uh, have a lot of things that you can relate to, you know, uh, caring about youth and wanting to educate them and having a weakness for breasts. Mm, don't we all, Garrett? And uh, so now we're going to go uh, do a private tutor session with Bitch Sensei and take ourselves out to, to E-Class and climb the mountain to finish up this episode. Otherwise, we want to make sure you have a great weekend. See you next time. Peace out, y'all.